Welcome back to Combat Sports Breakdown, guys. I'm here at B and my co-host, Cole. How you doing, my guy? Sound good, my guy. How about you? It's been a while since we've been at it, but, you know, happy to be back. Happy that uh, we can get another episode out for everybody and start the new year off right, man. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm good, man. Just been living the dream, bro. I'm glad to be back, too. You know, I got to address a couple things since uh, it's been about four months since we've done an episode, possibly five. Uh, my boy Cole over here has shedded, what is it, a total of what, 140 pounds, 170? What is it now? 165 pounds. 165 pounds. That dude's lost meat plus 25 pounds. What a yes. trip and congratulations, brother. Thank you, man. Just on the grind. All right, so we're just going to get straight back into it. Uh, we're going to relive a couple of the past events real quick and go over to the next card and then maybe even preview that coming up Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal, 272, coming up in a, in a couple weeks. Yes, sir. It's going to be a good fight right there, man. I'm excited. Yeah, let's uh, let's circle back. How about I go back to UFC 270? That's the Francis Ngannou card, man. That was really, really a feat that he pulled out, man. Didn't really expect him to do it. I'm sure everybody heard by now. Go ahead and tell him what happened, Cole. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I, I can't believe he uh, actually wrestled that, du- that dude, Serial uh, Gone, man, and performed at a level that... Honestly, I didn't expect. Well, that's facts. And on top of that, he had that torn MCL, I believe it was. Oh, yeah. And not to mention, it. I I haven't checked. I'm sure we could look it up right now since we have so many damn screens up these days. My guy, Matt, has a sick setup over here. Yeah, bro. We got (laughs) like four screens going now, two laptops, acting like I actually know what I'm doing. (laughs) Bro, yes. Hey man, I don't even think Serial Serial Gone um, expected Francis to do what he did. Man, he was so shook, like it was insane, bro. Well, yeah, you saw it at the end of what was it, round three? It looked like the same way Francis looked when he fought Stipe. I mean, he looked completely defeated going back to the corner. It didn't look like the corners was able to say a damn thing to him to make him understand what to do, how to get out of it. He just looked broken at the end of round three. And what happened round four and five? He just got wrestled to death. But yeah. I don't know if you were listening, but uh, Ariel Hawani had him on his podcast. And uh, Nganu was saying, saying like, man, he knew after round three he had him beat, like, straight up. So I'm looking at it right here, and it looks like he – this is out of his own mouth. He said 25 days before the fight, he tore his MCL. It was a grade three MCL tear. And he also had damage on his ACL, not confirmed how far they were saying that they would know when they opened his knee up for surgery. That's just insane, man. He He's a he's a freaking warrior, man. Well, let me ask you this, Cole. As an athlete who has been through an ACL tear and recovered from it and attempted to go back into football, how, how long was that process for you? What was it like for you? I mean... I mean, what the, was the hardest part about coming back from it? Was it more mental or more physical? It was more mental, man. The, like, mental preparation to get back on your feet and get back on the grind was was hard, man. For me, it took, the length of re- uh, recovery was like a year, but uh, it took me like five months. I just, like, grinded. So I know, I know Francis, he... Oh, so you you were back on the field five months after the the tear? Yeah, I was like cleared to go uh, five months after I. Oh, uh, you rehab. gotta give that up to youth, brother. 
That was a little bit of youth and a lot of determination, man. Well, I, I tore my ACL like a year after uh, Adrian Peterson did, oh, and I shit. followed his regimen, and so I got to give props to him mainly because I followed what he did, and okay, uh, hey, I got me back so on the field. So there you go. If anybody's trying to come back from any type of uh, knee surgery, follow what Adrian Peterson did, apparently. Uh, I'm sure it's out there on YouTube or something. If not... Uh, look for my boy Cole on social media. If you could find him, then maybe we'll shoot you a pair of socks. So uh, the next fight I want to talk about, which was my favorite fight of the night, to be honest, as much as I love Francis Ngannou in the story, the fight wasn't that exciting. The more fi- exciting fight to me, Davison Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno. And I was rooting for Davison Figueredo. I like him as a champion. I like his style of fighting. Nothing against Brandon very, very respectable guy, very respectable fighter, very talented, but I'm a huge Figueredo fan. So for me, I was super hyped. He got the win, but either way you called it, nobody could have argued. Yeah, I 100% agree with you, my guy. He, he I really like uh, Figueredo too, and um, honestly, he was uh, he was landing freaking bombs on this dude, Brandon Moreno, and I just feel like he couldn't really recover from those uh, that well. It's just in you my know opinion. what? In, in my personal opinion, I think throughout the whole fight, Brandon Moreno was actually stinging him more with his punches. Davison just actually was a little more relentless. He secured the takedowns. He, he just fought a more complete fight. And when you're in a championship fight, especially when you actually have judges that understand what's going on, I think that's when you have a person like Davison who did the more complete fight who's going to get the victory. Yeah. You know? Now, if you were in Houston... That wrestling wouldn't have done shit, and that's why Robert Whitaker lost the other night. No, so, straight up, straight up. Bro. I think if you're gonna be in a in Texas for a fight, you better not rely on your wrestling. I don't think that's the best way to go about it. But before we get into that, I want to touch on Sean Strickland versus Jack Herm- Hermanson. Now, this fight could have very well been a number one contender match. This was for Izzy's title uh, weight class, the 185 middleweight division. And Sean Strickland is the second longest winning streak right now in the division. So he's got an argument. If you don't know Strickland's story, he was actually in a really bad motorcycle accident. And it took him about two years to recover. And boy, did this man finally come out on top. Don't play too much into the character. It's a great yeah. character. I love it. He yeah. says the most outlandish <laughs> shit. It's but at the end of the shit. day, he's a very calculated person. He's smart. And if you see, what he did was not go into the I'm going to kill this guy style because we all know he has it in him. Yep. What he did was he fought a tactical fight and he got the win in a fight that was very, very close. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, I didn't really watch the fight, but from my understanding, like like you were saying, he fought a very tactical fight, uh, hit a head behind the jab a lot. I mean, he did what he had to do. You know what 100%. I mean? Hundred percent. Yeah, you said it perfectly. He did hide behind the the jab a lot. What people don't like is that it it wasn't the knockout pace that Strickland normally puts on. But here's the thing about Jack Herm- Hermanson is he can knock you out with one good combo. And what Sean did perfectly was block. If you look at what Sean did in this fight, you will see expert level blocking. Yeah. You've never, you're never going to see a better version of this. 
Now, another fighter I want to talk about that was on this card, not nearly as uh, far up in the weight class. He's a welterweight fighter, Shavkat Rachmanov. This boy is somebody to watch out for. And if Kamaru isn't careful, this guy could have a shot. But in all honesty, he's still probably four fights away, maybe even five fights away. I guess you're in the UFC. One real exciting knockout, you could be there. But he's far outside. And he might not even have a chance to fight Usman before he retires. But once again, we'll get into that. Shoot. I mean, honestly, man, like, I respect what you're saying. But it's just, like, it's hard It's hard to talk like that about uh, Kamara Usman because that dude, he is a savage, bro. Well, the only reason I say that is because this kid's young and hungry. And by the time he gets there, it's probably going to be Usman's last fight or he's already going to be retired. Okay, I got you. That's my point. Like, I got you. It's not that Usman's going to not be competitive or anything like i don't think that by any means yeah what i'm saying is this kid's far enough outside to where by the time he gets there usman might just have already retired or it might be his last fight to retire so yeah you know what's crazy is uh this year two out of the three uh champions that are from africa have already defended their titles man that's yeah. so sick like, well here's what i think's tight is the first three title defenses that are going to come out of the year are probably going to be all the African fighters, no? Volkanovski, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a little little premature on my part, but I mean, I'm pretty sure that within the first quarter, Usman's going to fight again. And so three out of the four fucking fights are going to be the African champs, which is tight. No, I got you. Bro, I know we're going back, but... uh Honestly, I kind of want to speak on that Calvin Cater fight, bro. Like, oh, yeah, let's touch on it real quick. We dude. haven't really done an episode in a while, so let's touch on it. Hey, honestly, man, I, I'm I'm pretty happy for Calvin Cater coming back after getting his fucking ass kicked. Yeah, there's but. definitely not a better recovery from what happened. He literally came out with the same performance that Max put on him. He put on Giga Chikadze, and I picked Giga in that fight. I'm yeah. not even going to front. No, yeah, I got you. Honestly, and plus Giga, he 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 handling this L fucking terribly, man. It's yeah. Like, I mean, I'm sure he was disappointed in his performance, but I think there's a few people who say it. I'm sure Michael Bisping is one of the best to point it out. I know uh, on pointed it out on a couple occasions. Some of the toughest opponents you fight are the ones you hit and they don't fall when you expect them to fall. No, when, they, when they're way tougher than you expected them to be. Oh, you know who points this out the best? Chael Sonnen. Oh, he does, bro. Chael Sonnen points it out so well. He points out the fact that the toughest opponent, and this goes all the way back. I noticed it. I'm sure everyone did. And Connor versus Nate won. When yeah. he lit Nate up and Nate just walked forward. Oh, yeah. You yeah. saw it deflate Connor every time and then he was gassed. That's fast, but he didn't bro. make that mistake the second fight. Oh no, nah. he 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 whooped him the second fight. I'm not gonna lie, I know we're going pretty far back, but I got I got Nate winning both fights. So uh, I got you, bro. I got you. Trilogies, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so back to the Calvin Cater Giga Chikaze thing. I'm a huge fan of Giga. I do want him to bring it back. I I really am disappointed he is making excuses. But Calvin Cater, man, what a freaking performance, brother. Yeah, for real. Good for you, man. All right. Now, this past Saturday and Sunday, we're going to touch on both things that happened, okay? The first thing that happened was the Israel Adesanya-Robert Whitaker card, UFC 271. I don't know how you guys scored it. I scored it for Rob. I'm sure I got to go back and watch it again, but... 
I just don't think Izzy did enough in any of the rounds. I understand he outperformed him in the output, but Robert Whitaker, output plus takedowns. I mean, he dictated where the fight happened for three of the five rounds. I know that Izzy didn't want to be on the side of the cage. That's why he was frustrated holding his hands up at the ref. No, I got you. Honestly, man, I got Izzy winning three out of the uh, two or five rounds. I have him winning uh, the first round for sure. The first round, he, he, in my opinion, he straight whooped Well, yeah, that was a master class round of anybody. If you could put that round against anybody, you would see that Israel Adesanya is just an expert. And that round really did highlight it. Round one was a fantastic round for Izzy. Yeah, I mean... What rounds did you have for him? One? One, three, and um, I think it was five, four or five. It would probably be four because I got, I'm pretty sure everybody decided or picked round five for Rob. That was the no, no brainer. But some people did think that either round two or round four were the swing round. For me, I got Rob winning three, four, five. Okay. I got now you. two, I honestly think could go to Rob too. I think he, he did great, but he, he took the bigger shots and got dropped at the end of one of those rounds. I don't remember which round it was. It was, it was one. He, that was the end of round one? He got dropped in round one, bro, Okay, for sure. So, yeah, no. either way. like I mean, Robert Whitaker, he deserved to have at least more than a uh, 4-1 going against him, which okay. a couple people see. Like, and Hon- Honestly. Th- each round was so close, you honestly could give him all five, and, and you really can't argue with it too much. Yeah, that that was fucked up, though, on Rob's end. Like, there is no damn way Izzy won a 4-1. to one. Well, here's you know the thing, I mean? though, is a loss is a loss in MMA. So, yeah, we were arguing over that one scorecard, but it's really not that big of a deal. He still lost. Now, the two most exciting things that happened, which one do you want to go with first? You want to go with the heavyweights or the middleweights? Um, let's, let's, let's go with the heavyweights, man. All right, so Derek Lewis, tied to Avasa, the shoey. Now, Bro. I got to get me a shoey. He's got like a whole setup you can do now where it's yeah. like a brand new clean shoe. You put the freaking tip of the beer in and you just kind of shoot it, which is cool. So you don't got to use a dirty shoe. It's like a whole cool setup. <laughs> he got sick. Dana White to do it. Do you see that? Yeah, that's sick. Did you Freaking. see it? I saw I saw a clip of it. Yeah, it's tight, bro. Uh, Michael Bisbee did it on his podcast. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you've ever seen John Annick's podcast or heard John Annick's podcast. I, I listen Those to guys him, are absolute monsters. I didn't realize what a Boston boy John Annick is, man. That's comedy, bro. That boy is East Coast through and through, and that Boston accent comes true. <laughs> I, hey, that's uh, so unexpected, man. Yeah, that boy did a full-on shoey, spit in it, and everything. Bro, that's actually pretty lit. Savage. Good for him, man. And he said, I feel like a bitch not doing it in a dirty shoe, so this time I'm doing it in a dirty shoe that I'm going to throw away afterwards. <laughs> Bro, that's lit. Yeah. I mean, hey, but honestly, man, I can't I can't believe Tai Tuovasa really knocked out the knockout king bro he knocked him out with a gnarly elbow and i i don't know what tattoo of us is on fight day but he weighs in cutting weight at 265 so i don't know what he weighs fight day but that boy came in with every single pound coming in at the tip of his elbow yeah yeah bro hey (laughs) that dude took some crazy shots like in the first round that dude, Derek Lewis, was freaking dropping bombs, bro. And yeah, I was surprised that he was able to eat those, especially the sh- the uppercut yeah. shots up against the cage when he was getting up. And then you just see Ty just jump straight in to fire away with him. Oh, hell And here's the thing. Ty Tuovasa doesn't have a belt. 
Yeah. Not one. He don't have a, a blue belt. He don't got a white belt. He don't got one in Kung Fu. He don't got one in jujitsu. This boy don't got a belt. Which is crazy. This boy likes to fight and he's good at it. Yeah. And so finally, he's having difficulties getting together with a camp out in, uh, I don't know if it's New Zealand or Australia, but out in, uh, Oceania, he's having trouble because of their lockdown situation, you know, hashtag COVID. Nah. And, uh, you know, this boy takes his camp or at least a couple guys from his camp and they move out to the UAE, United Arab you. Emirates. So he's out there in like Dubai working in a beautiful rooftop freaking gym out in the sun doing it up. But what he's doing is validating that he's learning for the yeah. first time in Tai Two of Asa's life. He's learning a martial art, which is pretty sick instead bro. of a street fight. Yeah. If you look at how he fights, look at all his fights. They're just brawls. He's in there. And how rare for someone to knock out the hometown guy and still get rooted on by all the fans. No, for real. That's so sick, though. He His walkouts are freaking hella dope, man. I love his, his walkout <laughs> music, and I love his uh, celebration after the fight, the shoey. But here's the real question. Do you think Derek Lewis was faking it? I don't know, man. There, I think he wanted out. I think once he realized that Ty could take his shots, I think he wanted out. But here's what happened. I think he took a real elbow and he really went out. Yeah, yeah. I do think he gave up. Oh, yeah. I think once those uppercuts didn't put him out against the cage, I think he gave up. I think that really shook him up, man, for sure. He didn't know what to do after that, man. Nope. Because usually when he does that, people are fucking KO'd. Yeah, and not only are they KO'd, they're KO'd for a while. They're severely hurt, and we're sitting there while he humps the cage door. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, I mean, let's all be real. Like, I'm not feeling bad for Derek Lewis by any means, but to watch it and see it happen in real time was absolutely impressive. Yeah, it was, bro. They do have, they both have a lot of respect for each other, though. You know, hey, let's hop to the next one, man. Um, Derek Cannonier versus Derek Brunson, bro. That fight was uh, that fight was interesting, bro. I, I really felt bad for Derek with this one, if I'm going to be honest. I did feel bad for him I because mean, of how good his round one was. Yeah, bro. It sucks, but uh, that's how the fight game works sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, he had a badass round one. He was fucking him up, but... Jarek had an ear. He, he started dropping some bombs, especially with that elbow. I don't know if it was his corner. Uh, we're definitely going to have to go back and watch this one here in a couple of days and just kind of listen to what the corner says to Cannoneer. Because I wonder if they said something or if Cannoneer was able to make the adjustment mid-round one, round two. When it, when it really fell apart at the end of round one, did he see something or did his corner see something? Because that, that'll tell me a lot. Even if it is his corner, it's a, it's impressive to know that he was able to adapt that quickly. Yeah. I mean, it. one round, a half a round, I, round two, he came out and he lit Derek up. Yeah. Honestly, the only person I know that adapts that fast is uh, Peter Yan, bro. And even yeah, then. Peter Yan just gives round one away to calculate. Yeah. It is impressive to watch. Yeah, but hey, good for De good for Derek Cannonier because that just solidified uh, a title shot for him. Hey, how big are the balls on this dude to go, hey, Dana, no, 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 get Dana White's attention. Make him look at me right now. Yo, that I was, got next. That was savage, bro. Hey, but here's the other thing, though, is like this is a finally situation. 
I mean, Israel Adesanya done dished the alley-oop for him to fight him like three fights ago. Yeah, same with Darren Till, though, bro. Darren Till been fumbling <laughs> the bag for years. He, <laughs> for years, bro. Massive years. Hey, you, like a dream fight I'd like to see is Israel Adesanya versus uh, Hazma Chamaya. That like, one might happen just because Israel needs some competition. So if Hamza uh, gets a couple real good wins and then hops up for one fight at 185 and fights like a Thiago Santos. Because like mean, imagine if Thiago Santos drops down to 185 again from 205. Yeah, crazy. I mean, because from what we've seen, Hazma Chamaya is no joke, bro. That dude's savage. He is absolutely savage. I, I'm excited to see what happens for Hamza. I, I don't really know where he goes right now. Nobody really wants to fight him. I hope they get that Gilbert Burns fight together just because that would mean we're maybe two fights from him fighting Usman. Yeah. If Usman decides to stick around. Here's here's why I keep saying if. Usman's made enough money. He's won enough fights. All he's doing now is just adding more money to his pocket and just kind of doing shit for legacy. You know what he could do without the UFC at this point is probably equal to what he's doing now. Same with him, him and Israel, bro. Well, Israel commit. He just signed that deal, and I don't know if it, everybody heard, but I'm, it's been validated. He's now the second highest paid athlete in the UFC per fight, behind Conor McGregor, and just him fighting last week, like crazy, crazy amount of money for just a win. Yeah, yeah, which is wild. So I don't really see Izzy going anywhere. Like Usman, he's he hasn't been that exciting like Izzy has. Izzy's been exciting for 13, 14 fights in a row now. No, that's facts though. I mean, Usman's had like four exciting ones now. It's give or take, man. Like, I mean, you could even probably knock off two. He's had like maybe two exciting yeah, fights. Like the one that for sure comes to mind is the Jorge Masvidal one. Well, I'll just... give him three because all the, both both the Covington fights were lit. Oh yeah, that's they facts. were great. That's facts. absolutely great. The hype for the Abu Dhabi Masvidal fight was good, but the fight itself sucked. Yeah, no, I that got was foot stomp central. <laughs> No, that's facts. And then the Super Bowl. Let's get let's talk about the Super Bowl real quick. Congrats to our boy Jared Cannonier. I can't wait to see Izzy versus Jared. We might get that maybe August, June, yeah, September. I don't know. It depends on the lockdown situation for Izzy. But, but the Super Bowl, man. Hey, that was that was a pretty good. That was a pretty good Super Bowl. I mean, Aaron Donald's a goddamn animal. Absolute but, savage. Uh, I think his agent's probably super pissed at him. Yeah. Came out at the parade and was like, yo, let's run it back. And when he just said he was going to retire. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's some, that's some clown shit, man. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm sure you remember all the dumb shit you said when you were hyped up on a win from football. No, I know yeah. I said some crazy stuff. <laughs> Straight up, bro. I was calling out NFL players at 13. <laughs> like, Come on now. Nah, hello, bro. Like, straight stupid. Saying uh, saying dumbass shit, man. Here's one thing I will say. I want to break this down. First half, half time, second half. Okay. First half. I'm. I don't even know where to begin. Odell Beckham. Congrats to you, dude. You won the team. You you got the team that win without your without your bomb. They don't win that game. Oh yeah, I feel it, man. Um, Because look what happened the second he. What happened as soon as he he was off the field, Cole? As soon as he as soon as he left the field, man, that that team couldn't do shit. I don't know if it was a morale thing or if it was just a receiver thing, 
But Cooper Cup even was struggling for a minute until he popped off. Yeah. That was the second half. I do respect, but uh, I don't Jamar Chase, man. That dude's a fucking animal, T. Higgins. How about T. Higgins? What a performance he had. Hey, I I know the Bengals are in the Ravens division, but hey, those boys are some savages, man. So Uh, just to clarify, in case, you know, we got, I'm sure we got plenty of new listeners (laughs) that are going to continuously come in. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Cole is a Ravens fan. I'm a Falcons fan. We've been through lots of bad seasons. We've had a couple great ones. Yeah, and for Cole, sure. how many rings do you guys have? One or two? We have two. Yeah, two, and that's baby. that's an entire franchise though, who's been around a long time. The Falcons, pretty new, no ring, been to two Super Bowls, been shit on. So I know not all our fans are football fans, especially American football fans. You know, a lot of uh, European listeners for us. We love you guys. Yeah, American football, check it out if you haven't. Um, I I wouldn't recommend watching the Falcons right now. You could be our fan, but wouldn't wouldn't recommend watching it. Hey, hop on that Ravens, Lamar Jackson, baby, fucking lit. There's a couple great teams, but here's the one thing that I gotta say: the two teams that were just in the Super Bowl should not have been there. The Rams should have. The Bengals should not have. The Bengals got lucky in a lot of situations. But they performed in key moments, which is a great thing. Yeah. That very, very relatable to the UFC. You have to perform in the key moments. Yeah, for real. You really do, man. You gotta shine. You gotta shine when it matters the most. Some, 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 some teams don't have that. They don't have that, uh, like, like switch. You know what I mean? Well, here's what really happened and talk about that performing in key moments. The last play of the first fucking half was just chaos man yeah Bengals struggling trying to get down the field as much as possible nothing happens for him then you got the halftime halftime show probably the greatest of all time (laughs) that was lit bro that was super sick freaking 50 cent coming out of nowhere freaking (laughs) yo how thick is 50 cent now bro bro? that fool's gone massive dog bro he looked like uh triple wide trailer i mean he just was <laughs> thick thick like yeah. brendan shop thick bro like thick yeah that dude was big i didn't expect that bro like wide. i'm not talking like like he's still pretty pretty good shape i'm sure he's like uh, at least approaching 50 years old if not older you know but yeah bro i ain't never seen 50 cent look thick like that bro <laughs> that was that was crazy and then hey. eminem with his try hard freaking taking me <laughs> shit Whatever, man. Yeah. I, I just don't like that you tried to do a publicity stunt in a moment because right before the Super Bowl aired, the NFL came out and said, like, oh, we want to make sure he doesn't do this. So by him doing it, it just kind of created this, like, oh, hello. non-needed chaos about, like, and nobody cares that much about the take a knee thing anymore. That's why it's like, dude, really? No, I feel that, like, You're bro. bringing up old news. Why didn't you do the halftime show two years ago and do this shit? You know you could have. No, that's facts. We're talking though. Eminem. We're talking global superstar. Like, makes no sense. Hey, Kendrick's part was pretty lit, though, bro. Probably my favorite per- part in the whole entire thing. <sighs> he came out and he did great shit. He performed well. And, I mean, I I'm, I can't wait for Kendrick to drop a new album. Yeah, he and then hurry up. How OG is Snoop, bro? <laughs> Crip walking. Blew out. Blew yeah. out in L.A.? It's fucking savage. It's impressive, man. I love him. I love that he's true to himself no matter who's there, who's around. Sure None of that shit matters to him. 
I absolutely love it. See, I think it's a, it's super dope that we have Snoop Dogg just being true to himself all the fucking time, smoking everywhere. And another just quick point about Snoop Dogg, how dope is it that this motherfucker does so much shit with Martha Stewart, and Martha Stewart's the one that did Real Prison Time? Bro, for real, that's fucking, that's savage, bro. Well, I, I don't even know what she did to get in prison, to prison, but... Oh, really? Yeah. All right, <laughs> let's do a little quick uh, Martha Stewart uh history real quick because she's one of my favorite people just because she she had some insider trading stuff go down and for people who don't know what insider trading is in america for some reason it's illegal for someone who's on the inside of the stock market to call you and say hey the stock's about to dip so she either sold her shit or you know moved her money to an offshore account so she didn't lose a shitload of money and then ended up transferring all types of funds around, gained a bunch of money. That's called insider trading. When you have someone on the inside that's feeding you knowledge that you technically shouldn't have. That's crazy. It's unfair. So really all that happened is somebody called her and said, move your money from an American account to a Cayman account so it can't be taxed. She did that, ended up avoiding all that shit. And then fucking moved her money back and then was hit with tax evasion and... Remember, bro. Oh, like, insider trading. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, that's crazy. How long was she locked up for? It was either one or two years. I don't remember. That's crazy. And then she left prison in a jet. <laughs> bro, that's, that's some pimp shit, dog. Straight up. That's why Martha Stewart has all the gang members, like real G's, like Snoop Dogg and shit. Like real motherfuckers. They respect her because she was like, no, nah, I'd rather do my time than lose my money. No, I got you. That's and then and then she went into court and they were like, hey, all you got to do is pay the money. And she's like, no, I'll do the time. <laughs> That's pretty savage. Yeah, Martha Stewart's got hella respect for that. So back to the Super Bowl, you know, finish the halftime show. Dr. Dre was lit. Yeah. Dope that fucking Jay-Z is going to be the one doing all the productions going forward. Because I feel like it's just going to be much better events. Yeah. He knows how sure. to put on a show. He does. Uh, is from here on out, it's gonna be way better. Hey, no cap though. Beyonce, like Beyonce, and um, I think it was Bruno Mars. Didn't they do a halftime they show? They did one. It was good. Nah, I think I thought that was pretty lit too. But I mean, I think Bruno Mars had a small piece in that. I don't remember it being like his show. Oh, I got you. I don't. I don't remember. We'll have to go back and check that out. We'll, we'll figure it out before the next episode and just give a little update on. A couple little things about the NFL season. I think it's going to be a new little segment that we're going to do. We might even branch out and uh, have to change the name of the show a little bit because we do have a lot of interests that spread out from the UFC. We are huge MMA fans, but we're just sports fanatics. We watch everything. I mean, I watched curling the other day, bro. The Olympics had curling on. I watched that crazy shit. Yeah. Sliding rocks on ice. What a sport. Hey, sports are... We love sports. That's the shit. Like, Yeah. Sure. So the second half of the game, I mean, it really wasn't all that exciting except the first play of the game of the second half. There was an awkward face mask that didn't get called where, who was it, T. Higgins? Or was it, was, it Jamar? It was, I think it was uh, I think it was T. Higgins did that nasty. Got away with the face mask on Jalen Ramsey, which, yeah. I mean, whatever. I mean, refs didn't 
call a, f- a penalty basically for the whole fucking first three quarters of the game. And then it's like somebody got a call at halftime and their mom was like, yo, did you forget how to throw a flag? What happened? And then there was a bunch. Of Every things. single play was flagged. But whatever, you know, like it was cool to watch the Bengals take the lead and hold it for so long. I was I had a, a text message ready to go to my old coworker, my boy Allen. Shouts out and congratulations to your team, my boy. But it was hilarious, man. I had it all like set up, ready to go. I was talking mad shit, ready to send it. And I waited for the game to end. And as soon as Aaron Donald had that last play where it, it ended the game, had the fumble, I literally erased the whole med- message and sent it as a congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Aaron Donald, man, that dude's built different. Back-to-back plays to seal the freaking game to win a ring, bro. And it's wild that that dude's only 30. Yeah, for real. That's facts. I can't believe it. I mean, really, it's unbelievable. Yeah, he he's going to go down as one of the best interior, interior players on the defensive side of all time. I mean, arguably one of the best defensive players. He's been in the league eight years. He's been to the Pro Bowl eight years. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, it's just unreal stats. And if you ask any, uh, if you go back and look at for the, probably four years in a row now, maybe five, if you ask the players, they would say Aaron Donald's the best player in the league. Oh, that yeah. Based on player voting, he is the best player in the league. I think it's sad that he didn't win the Super Bowl MVP, though. You know what? Cooper Cup deserved it based on the season he had. I'm glad yeah. they gave it to him. No, I understand, space, but, but n- hear me out. He beat every single record that was out there, and he did most of them by game 16. I I got you, but it's just that that's that's the Super Bowl MVP, not not strictly because of what the season they had. No, but, it's but for that game, you but know? you can't tell me that Cooper Cup winning it with that touchdown he got at the very end wasn't just as important as the fumble. No, I got you, but they, they were strapped through some BS flags at the end though too. Yeah, but either way, they were strapped without Odell. Cooper Cup was getting like quadruple recovered. And still managed to catch that touchdown when it mattered. So, in my opinion, I do think he deserved it. He's one of the rare players. He came from, like, a Division, like, three college. I mean, you got to put the guy in the place, man. Aaron Donald's expected to do this shit. Cooper Cup wasn't. No, I got you. They paid Aaron Donald hundreds of millions of dollars to play football. Cooper Cup's still on, like, a middle-of-the-pack salary. Yeah, I got you, bro. Like, this kid deserved every award they could have gave him. Yeah, I got you, bro. I got you. I'm. I, it's hard to argue with your point, though, because without Aaron Donald, they would not have been there. Yeah. Same way. Without Aaron Donald showing up all day, putting the pressure on the way he did, and uh, absorbing two, three O-linemen, he, he's what made that team. Yeah, Aaron Donald, I don't know. I just think those, those plays are why, like, on he's like like those plays define who he is you know that he's a hall of fame he's gonna be a hall of famer bro like that shit was just legendary bro well yeah like that shit was hella legendary don't get me wrong i'm not trying to disagree with you on like a unreal level like what i'm trying to say is just simply that i think aaron donald is one of those people that He's he made it very clear he's here to be the best. And he was. And he is. 
Yeah. So it's hard to deny him anything. Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. But boy, were they sauced at the end of that parade, boy. They were hella sauce, bro. That's what I aspire to be. Anytime I'm celebrating, I hope I look like the Rams at the end of their Super Bowl or Tom Brady at the end of the last one. Yeah, Tom Brady the GOAT. Congrats on his retirement. Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Guarantee that boy gets an offer at, right before the playoffs next year. Nah, for real. I would offer him anything I could if I was any team who needed a quarterback going into the playoffs. All the money I had, I would offer him it. I would offer him my next kid. <laughs> and whatever he needs. Hey, dude, what, what what do you want? I will give it to you. Nah, for Win real. Win us a Super Bowl. You, Falcons, you ain't going to go hit up Tom Brady? Hey, you took the Super Bowl from us. Now give us one. <laughs> Bro. That, that would be pretty crazy, though, if he came to the Falcons. I think whatever team he goes to, he has the ability to make perform. Yeah. I think he, he holds everybody to such a high level. It's impressive. And yeah. I know we're kind of going a long period on football in a, a UFC podcast, basically. But it just lets you guys know how much we actually do care about both sports. So keep hopping in for it. Let's wrap this up with next week's fight. This uh, this this. Oh, it's actually tomorrow. Uh, what a trip. I didn't realize it was Friday already, guys. <laughs> That's a trip for sure. Holy smokes. All right. So this was supposed to be the Rafael on Rafael action, man. A little bit of disappointment. That that fight looks like it got canceled. We are going to be left with Johnny Walker versus Jamal Hill. And, you know, ever since Johnny Walker did the worm and blew out his shoulder, he's been hit or miss each fight. Hey, so. from from the looks of it on the uh, uh, from the faceoffs, it looks like it's gonna be fucking lit because they are both getting getting after it, bro. Yeah, but Johnny Walker's kind of like a he's like a punk ass actor. He's pretty young. He always tries to act like he's fucking the the toughest dude out there. But it's like, come on, man! Everybody knows the calm guy is the one that's really running the shit. No, I got you. Who do you got winning? I'm going to go ahead and pick Jamal Hill. I like him. I I think Johnny Walker's kind of a fuck-up. I think ever since he did the worm and blew out his shoulders, he's never been the same. So I'm going to go with Jamal Hill on that one. No, I got you. I'm going to be rocking with the same guy, bro. I'm hoping for Jamal Hill, too. And then Kyle Dawkins is also fighting Jamie Pickett. Kyle Dawkins is a great fighter. His brother actually just got knocked out by Derrick Henry, so... Oh, damn, okay. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he does good. I like Kyle Dawkins. He's a, I believe he's a Boston guy, maybe a Massachusetts guy. I'm not really too sure. I know Anik loves him because they're from the same part of the country. So I'm going to go with Dawkins on this one. I don't really know much about Pickett, being 100% honest. Um, Uh, I'm going to rock with uh, Jamie Pickett, bro. I'm gonna roll the dice. Yeah, I mean Kyle Dawkins is pretty new. He's a contender series guy. I do know that the contender series has been putting off some good performers. Parker Porter versus Allen, but Bowdo. I mean, heavyweights, new heavyweights. They're not really big names, but it looks like Parker Porter is the more experienced guy. I would put money, my money on Parker Porter. Same here. Let me see if I can pull up some odds real quick. Yeah, Par- Parker Porter looks like the guy that he's gonna, that's going to win. 
<laughs> so Johnny Walker, Jamal Hill, that's a Johnny Walker's plus 200, Jamal Hill minus 250. We have Kyle Dawkins, Jamie Pickett. Kyle Dawkins is minus 275, Jamie Pickett plus 225. I mean, I, to be honest, I would be just bet the over on that one. The, it's two and a half, so they're basically saying decision or no decision. I would go decision on that one. It seems like a decision fight if you ask me. Um, Parker Porter, Allen Bado. That one is minus 275 plus 225. Over under on that one's a round and a half. So, I mean, they're not really expecting that one to last the whole fight. Uh, we have Jim Miller versus Nicholas Mota or Mata. And uh, I would bet the over on that one for sure. For the That one's a two and a half. So, they're betting decision on that one. I would definitely take that. Jim Miller's a. Season vet, I don't see him getting stung too much in this one. No, for sure. I would really just probably bet the rounds. Hello, agree. That one's a plus, 20, one, plus 150, minus 175. We have uh, Joaquin Buckley versus Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. That one will be a great fight, actually. That's going to be the fight of the night. If that fight lasts, then it's going to be the fight of the night. That would be fun, bro. Yeah, for sure. I, I would take the under on that one. Joaquin Buckley versus Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. But if it doesn't go that way, I'm, I would put my money on Joaquin Buckley. He's the uh, minus 163. But if you were to pick Joaquin Buckley win and the round take the rounds in the under, that's probably going to be your best bet. Parlay that with another fight, maybe. I mean, Jonathan Pierce versus Christian Rodriguez. I mean, these are all undercards. It's it's probably going to go decision on that one, if you ask me. But they're actually saying that one's... I would bet the over on that one. That's a minus 138. But if you get Jonathan Pierce at minus 350 and get the over on the round and a half, maybe get him in the... Late half of the second round on that one, that would be some good money for you. No, for sure. But yeah, I mean, other than that, nothing really all that exciting. There's a bunch of canceled fight. The main one that got canceled, yeah, it's shown right here. Rafael Dos Anjos versus Rafael Faisev. I don't really know why that got canceled, though. And then here's the what's going down on February 26th. This is a pretty exciting one. Islam Makachev fighting Bobby King Green, who just fought last weekend, I believe. He's stepping up to fight again. We got Misha Serkinov, who's fighting. I, I would pick him in that fight. I don't care who he's fighting. I'm taking Misha Serkinov. I love his style. He's savage. Russian brute. But, yeah, I mean, nothing really all that crazy, but Islam versus Bobby Green. If Bobby Green can win, he might actually be able to jump the line and get a title shot. I mean, that's uh, beating Islam's a big yeah. deal, bro. And this was Benil Dariush's fight to have, but he actually had to back out for some reason. And Bobby Green just had a fantastic fight where he didn't feel nothing, so he's he was able to sneak in and get a great opportunity in his weight class. Good for him, man. And then here we go, Saturday, March fifth. This is. What I'm waiting for. This car, this whole card, bro, is fucking stacked. It really is, and I'm, we'll we'll start down here with 
Sergey Spivak versus Greg Hardy. And every time we bring up Greg Hardy, everybody groans. I'm a huge Greg Hardy MMA fan. I'm not a Greg Hardy person fan. I don't like him as a person. Yeah, he's I, a cunt as a person. Yeah, for many of reasons. But he does seem like he's been out of the news for all the worst reasons, which is all we care about, staying out of the headlines. So that 7-4 and four record, I mean, he's been in there with some of the toughest guys. Yeah, he needs a bounce back after that KO loss he had against uh, Bam Bam, bro. Well, look where Bam Bam's at, man. He mm. just knocked out Derrick Henry. You mean Derrick Lewis? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> football, bro. But yeah, Derek Lewis. I mean, he really knocked out Derek Lewis, and then before that, he fought uh, Alexander Volk- Volkov. Volkov. Yeah. So uh, yeah, now I got you. He's fought. He is fighting top level. Uh, and fighters. he's no. He has no business being up there with those guys. No, nah, that's fast. This is just him stepping up, fighting someone who needs an opponent, and he's like, "I'll take anybody." Yeah. And he means it. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean. Hey, I, I hope I hope he can pull off the dub for sure. Yeah, this is this is going to be a big fight for him. It's a pivotal fight for him in his career. But I do think even if he does get cut from the UFC, he has a great career over there in Bellator in their heavyweight division. Oh yeah, he could really build up over there, and their top tier guys are on their way out. So by the time he's ready to fight the for a championship over there, he might be in the prime spot. You know? No, for sure, bro. Hundred percent agree. And then we got Kevin Holland versus Alex Oliveira. I mean, this is going to be a great fight. We're going to fully break down some some of these guys. I think we should do probably a fight review. Maybe go over one guy on this card, and we'll go over maybe his last five fights and just yeah, talk about that. For sure. For sure. That will be so, dope. So uh, anybody who's got a request, go ahead and hit us up. Uh, we'll get the... Uh, Instagram page going up again. Yes, sir. Get all that going. And then I think maybe Rafael Dos Anjos would probably be a good one or Edson Barboza. Those are both really good ones. I'm glad that Bryce Mitchell's coming back. I'm excited to see him fight. That's going to be fun, especially against Edson Barboza. That'll be dope. Yeah, so real quick, just Kevin Holland versus Alex Oliveira. This is a big fight for both of them. Whoever wins is going to be back in the win column, which they both desperately need. Alex Oliveira, this is Cowboy Oliveira. He's fun. He's exciting. But he's had a couple really bad fights lately, and he's looking a little old. Like, no offense, but he's got, like, 38 fights or some shit. Like, I I don't know. This guy's been fighting forever. And he rides bulls on the off time. Like, how many concussions does this dude have? Yeah, that fool is fucking crazy. So you got Kevin Holland, who is no joke, and he's been taking this shit serious. He's been working on his wrestling. We saw that in his last fight. It wasn't perfect, but it was much better. I hope he pulls off the W, too. Yeah. And then, I don't know if you guys heard his uh, new song he put out. It's very humorous, but it also shows a lot of talent. This kid's really talented. He's really smart, and... Uh, hopefully he's able to polish that off in the ring because I really want to see this kid with a belt before he's done. Yeah, for sure. That'll be sick. And then uh, we have the featherweight division, Edson Barboza versus Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell, he's an interesting character, real country boy. This dude choked out a deer for dinner. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, he said it took like an hour. That dude is, that dude is wild. Man. Yeah, check it out on the Theo Vaughn podcast. Uh, 
this past weekend. He uh, he's definitely a character. Bryce Mitchell's an interesting kid, but very talented. He pushed the UFC to get him his camo shorts, and he should have him for this fight again. Uh, he's one of the only guys to land a, a twister in the UFC. And he did it with pure technique, too. He's not a real strong guy, so he did it with pure technique. And then Edson Barboza. I think we all know where we stand with Edson Barboza. Love him. Some of the fastest kicks in the fucking UFC. It's probably some of the fastest kicks in MMA ever. Yeah, dude's lit. Very impressive fighter. But he's had some bad losses, especially recently. Yeah, he yeah he has, bro. I mean, for sure. Pull it up because I'm I'm not even exaggerating. I want to say he's got like three in a row, or maybe maybe he just had one win. I I don't remember, but I do know he's had some real bad loss. So, oh yeah, it was Giga Chikadze. He got the Giga kick to the stomach. He got knocked out in uh, round one. But he also got beat by Danny Gay. He got beat by Paul Felder. He got beat by Justin Gaethje. He lost to Kevin Lee and Khabib. So, I mean, this dude's been beat up pretty good. He's got a one, two, three, four, five, six, six losses. He's three and six in his last nine. Damn, bro. So, Fucking tragic. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Edson Barboza, he needs to pull it together. He could be his last fighter. Maybe on his way out the door already, but... We have Rafael Dos Anjos versus Rafael Faizev on this fight. Oh, it looks like they just moved it. Maybe uh, uh, they just needed... I don't know. That's weird. They moved it like three weeks. I wonder what happened. Sure, either way, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for RDA, bro. Yeah, I think we should just do RDA. Maybe do... Let's go over here real quick and see who... Some some of the fights. Fought Paul Felder. He lost to Michael Chiesa. He lost to Leon Edwards. Beat Kevin Lee. Lost to Kamaru. Lost to Colby. Okay, so we got some good fights we could review. Dude, well, he, I feel like just based off of that, uh, LSC's been taking our against some fucking badass dudes. Well, I mean, if you look at it, he lost his first professional fight. Won the next two. Lost one. Won the next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and then lost to Jeremy Stevens, lost to Tyson Griffin, and these are still super early in his career, man. Then he won three in a row, lost to Clay Guida, lost to Gleason Tybo. See, this is interesting though. He's losing to all the big names. He's never beat a big name. He beat Donald Cerrone. Yeah, but fucking... I mean, everybody has now. Oh, he's being Nate Diaz? Oh, yeah. I actually remember that. And and Anthony Pettis? What the heck? Right above Nate Diaz? Khabib, though. Lost to Khabib. Oh, he beat Benton Henderson, then Nate Diaz, then Anthony Pettis, then Donald Cerrone a second time, then Eddie Alvarez. This must have been his title run. Yeah, this, this is his title run. He got the performance of the night against Benton Henderson. Then he fought... Nate Diaz in a catch catchweight fight at 160. Then he fought Anthony Pettis. Oh, he he's been uh, he he's been fighting some pretty great good dudes. Yeah, he beat Neil Magny. He beat Robbie Lawler. He lost to Colby, then Kamaru, and then yeah. I mean, I guess we would have some good fights. We could review his title run and then go over some of his big 
fights that he ended up losing. Some of the big ones he ended up winning. So we'll do some homework over the week and just do some smaller recordings and we'll, we'll clip them together for you guys. But yeah, and then we have Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. If you haven't seen UFC's actual video they did on this, it is phenomenal. Yeah, It shows them as best friends. It shows how many times Jorge was in the corner for Cubby, Colby. How many times he was in there celebrating with him, for him. They were roommates. And then the turn. And it is fantastic. This is exactly why the UFC is the best promotional company out there. Yeah, this this fight, man, is about to be insane, bro. They're they both are about to fucking bring bring it on. Like once it, once it comes time, it'll like, be interesting because they both have this thing where like Kobe has the high pace, high pressure, and Jorge Masvidal has the perfect counter punching. So it's it's really interesting because they're both of their styles they play into each other. So. The better each fighter is performing, it's going to play into each other just as well. Yeah, I know for sure. It's, it's going to be sick. I mean, I feel like this is a coin flip one right here. Well, I'll tell you what. If Colby gets off to a good round one, round two, three, four, and five are not going to go well for Jorge. No, yeah, I feel that, bro. Uh, that's Jorge crack. needs to get out in front in the beginning and make Colby come back. Otherwise, he's really going to struggle. Yeah. Yeah, no, I got you, bro. I, I 100% agree. I wonder if anybody cool is fighting on the undercards. Jalen Turner, that's cool. Jamie Malarkey, he's pretty cool. Mariana Rodriguez versus Yan Shanon. Well, she's back, that's cool. Couple. Maria Agapova, she's fun. Yeah, there's a couple good ones. Brian Kelleher fighting on the early prelims. Interesting. Versus Umar Nurmagomedov, really? That's on the early prelims? That should have been on the prelim. Yeah, I mean, that probably should have been the main event of the prelims. Yeah. Over that, for sure. No, for that, sure. That might change. That should uh, change. That, that'll probably change. It'll be interesting to see where that lands. Either way, those are both just on regular ESPN+, Plus, so you wouldn't have to pay for those either way. You have some pretty good fights. That's lit. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. I'm super happy that we're back, man. I'm yeah, glad bro. that we did this shit. We need to probably get back onto a Thursday schedule so that we can have this out Friday. Oh, for sure. But either way, Saturdays, we're going to have these out. And then what's cool is uh, now that we're not going to be in such a rigid, like, last the way we were doing it before, it was Vegas breakdown, like the odds versus the whole card. We, we reviewed the whole card. What we're going to do going forward is probably more likely a split of UFC – football and then a highlight type deal of what what happened in the sports world in general because shit happens all the time and if you're not up with american sports we're gonna put you up on it because it is exciting it is fun and it's one of the most conversational things you could do here is just talk sports yeah man uh, i'm excited for this show going forward man i'm excited what the future holds you know it's going this uh this podcast is about to get more lit so yeah, man. Well, once again, thanks, guys. And uh, we'll be back soon with another episode. And hit us up with any tips, anything you, you want. Uh, I think anybody who's got any types of video submissions, go ahead and send it to us at combatsportsbreakdown at gmail.com. 
Um, any videos you want us to see, anything highlight worthy, anything y'all want to talk about, hit us up. I do have that on my phone, so I will be uh, checking it for the time being. I, I'm not going to have it on my phone forever. I will put it back with the person who was running it. So hit us up while we still got it, guys. Yes, sir. See you later. Thanks for listening.